Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Piecast. Episode 40. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Hooray! Hooray! We're here. Hooray, I was going to steal your line. <laughs> really? You you you're going to steal what line? Hooray. I, I didn't write hooray. I don't no, really own the It has word become hooray. it has become a part of your script where you say uh, that after the intros. Uh-huh. And though you didn't write it, yeah. you are putting work toward making it fresh and relevant for a new generation of four listeners <laughs> of an obscure podcast. Noble work. My hat's off to you, good man. Um, I would I would love to say something new, but every time I've tried to deviate from our opening script, you've made me redo it. So uh, that is not true. You <laughs> that, know, is, that, that is the gospel truth, my dear friend. I Every remember the time I've tried to deviate from our opening patter, uh, you have stopped and made me do it again so that I get it exactly right for, for the sake of consist- consistency. No, that is not when you try to deviate and write something new for the intro. <laughs> that is just when you screw up the script of the thing you're trying to say. Right, which I, I am no, I am basically bound by the rules of this podcast that you have uh, set in stone, my friend. There was a time when I was trying to inject <laughs> something new into every intro. That's true. And you got very tired of that. Well, yeah, because uh, you wouldn't say your name well, for, my, for like the first few minutes of the podcast. In my defense, time. my name is pretty stupid. <laughs> I I beg to differ, eh. sir. I beg to differ. Anyway. Yes, we are here. It is February uh, and it is the month of love. Oh my goodness. There is so much love and <laughs> snow and frostbite. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy El Nino Nino weather. Basically. Are we affected by El Nino? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a combination of global warming and El Nino. Okay. You know. But aren't the El Nino? I don't really even know what El Nino is. But isn't isn't <laughs> isn't it a weather phenomenon that affects the West Coast? No, it's a weather phenomenon that affects the entire globe. 
Oh. It's, a, it's a weather pattern that crosses the globe, essentially, every few years. I feel like it's kind of new, to, or like it's only had a name for, you know, maybe by new, I mean like 15 years. Um, you know, I don't know. I think I think it's one of those things that that's always had a name, but when the press found out about it, they couldn't stop talking about it, kind of like Y2K, you know? Sure. And then they... Like, like, I think that was a buzzword that tech heads had said within themselves, and then and then the media got a hold of it, and, be, and then it became a buzzword for, you know, Danger Will Robinson, Danger. And then they gave it this name that sounds like the, a code name that a drug lord would use. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we are reaping the, the hazards and the benefits of El Nino. Or is it El Nino? Um, but yeah, we've got a pretty interesting episode uh, this month. Uh, we're going to dip uh, deep into the uh, listener mailbag. And we're finally going to answer uh, and read some of our listener mail that we've been neglecting for far too long. Um, and possibly even do some uh, sex and love advice questions as we do every single year. All of these things. Yeah. We're going to do all of these things. Yeah, yeah. I worry we are going to dip back into the mailbag to yeah. answer some listener mail that sure. we didn't answer over the past few months. Right. I worry that some of the people who wrote those emails may now be dead. <laughs> Well, that's not really our responsibility. Like, I, we are not beholden to the writer, per se, but we are beholden to the thing that is written. I feel we should have, at the very least, done some research right. to determine whether or not these people are still alive. Right. And if so, reach out to uh, whoever is in charge of their estates to let them know to their, their survivors, uh-huh. their to, next of kin. To let them know that we're reading an email? To, to let them know that we honored... Their loved ones, I, third to last wishes. I don't. <laughs> um, before that, uh, let's let's catch up. I haven't seen you in a long time. I haven't right? seen you in a long time. Yeah, how you been? What's going on? Oh, I that's that was a lot of questions. <laughs> yes, it in, was. Uh, quick, rapid fire <laughs> delivery. Uh, I am okay. Good. That's that. Now that that's covered, we can talk about me. Uh, I have been putting that PS4 through its paces, my friend. I've is been, that right? Yeah, I've been doing. I've been. I've been. It is my. It is the perfect uh, procrastination machine. Yeah, and because it has all of my favorite things on it in one convenient little box, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I got uh, Dragon Age Inquisition mm-hmm. for the PS4, and I played it on my Xbox 360, but that game on the 360 is just a shell of what that game is supposed to be. It is janky and glitchy and almost broken to the point of being unplayable. It was a horrible experience, but I played it several times through because it was the only system I had. Yeah. I got it again for the PS4 and it was beautiful. It just, I mean, lush graphics and fucking smooth as silk combat and... I really enjoyed it because I wasn't fucking worried that I was going to crash any moment and lose my save. <laughs> it was great. I really, really, and I just sunk about 106 hours into <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition. And by just, I mean over the past like month and a half, essentially. Not the past three days. You no, haven't no, been no, no. marathoning. No, no, no. Although the past three days I did put in, a, I mean, I finished it uh, tonight. I finished it today. Oh. And, but I did, I did sink like a good, like 12 hours this weekend into it. I got to say one of the things that has been interesting about you uh-huh. uh, becoming a PS4 gamer. Sure. Is that I never, 
I when I had a PS3, even in, in the early days when I had a PS4, I never used any of the social aspects yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I accept friend requests when people send them to me, but then I don't interact with them or play games with them online. Right, I don't right. do anything about it. But since you started playing PS4, <laughs> I got the the PSN app for my phone, and I will periodically just click on it. Just to see if you're playing games. Oh, and and I see you check the, you check in on me. I check in on you. See, <laughs> see what you're up to, and and you are always, and I mean fucking always, playing Dragon Age. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When yes. it sometimes it just says Nelson Lugo and it doesn't list a game. I right. assume that means you're on Netflix or 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 Hulu or something. Right, right. right. I don't. That's generally that's generally what I'm doing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I I do monitor your uh, <laughs> your, your gaming usage, and sometimes I look on there to see if anybody I know is uh, playing is playing well Battlefront, right? Specifically before I uh, before I start playing something else because Battlefront I still have in disc form, whereas many of the other games I'm now playing are just downloaded to. It. Oh, okay. So I want to know if I need to put that disc in the machine. But first <laughs> I'm going to check case. and see if Vince Vandal is playing or Tony Baldini or Nelson Lugo. Right, 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 um, right. So that's, uh, you have, well, you let have me know. turned I'll... this into a more social experience for me. Even okay. though it's still not social, I'm still no. just a creep yeah. who is lurking around the parking lot <laughs> and uh, to see if your car is there. Uh, dude, just let me know. I'll, 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 pop, the, I'll pop that Battlefront disc in. Okay. Uh, anytime. All right. Um, now, I mean, now that I finished uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, I, I finished Batman, which was an incredible experience. I finished Dragon Age Inquisition. I th- and I'm going to take a little bit of a break now because I've been um, uh, procrastinating on creating art, in quotes, I guess. Um, you say so- that in such a self-deprecating <laughs> manner. Yes. Uh, so I, 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 I kind of I need to stop playing games for a while and, and actually just get some work done. So Well, it's... A, I. A fine time to do it. I mean, if yeah. you're interested in new games coming out, this is kind of a these are kind of doldrums right now. There, there doesn't seem yeah. to be a lot of new stuff coming out. There's pro- yeah, there's probably not going to be anything that I care about until the spring. So, or um, if, if you're like me, that doesn't really matter. You start going back and downloading all those games that everybody else already <laughs> played a year ago. Well, I I, I do want to play drag uh, not drag. Uh, I got Dragon Age in my brain. I do want to play. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to play that because I love Assassin's Creed. And uh, I think the last thing I played, I, and we mentioned it here a little while ago, I think it was a Black Flag. I, right. Um, uh, and so I want to get back into Assassin's Creed. Um, but other than that, there isn't really anything else um, that I'm hankering for, except I just downloaded uh, DC Online, the, the uh, DC Comics MMO. Okay. Uh, which is free to play ish. What's that? What? Well, I don't think that there's no monthly subscription, mm-hmm. but you have to buy the powers that you want. So if you um, want, uh, say, I don't know, like Batman like abilities, like super tech, super martial arts, mm-hmm. you have to buy the pack that gives you those abilities. Um, which I guess is fine. They have to make some kind of money off of it. But so, but, if you don't buy it, you just play Batman. But no, he's, you can't. He's play like you, Joe from the coffee shop. <laughs> no, you can't play at all. Um, oh. You have to like you can create a character, but it doesn't actually allow you to play the game until you buy the pack for the character you created. I see. And you can combine abilities from different DC characters. Well, no, it actually works out. And this is really old news to people who because this is like PS3 game. But sure. Uh, so I'm just learning about. It, so it's new to me. Essentially, what you do is uh, you create a gender and you create a build, and then you could you can model your 
abilities after an existing hero or villain, mm-hmm. or you can do a custom. Um, and they they run the gamut from like mystical to earth powers to um, light powers to fire to ice. And then you choose a mentor, uh, which I believe is Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman for the hero side. You can choose one of the three as your mentor. Mm-hmm. And then for the villain side, I think it's Joker, Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor and Cersei. Okay. Uh, and depending on which side you want to play. And then I don't know. I mean, I haven't bought into it yet, um, but I'm. I'm because I know if I do, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. You won't see me for a month, uh, and I have actual work to do. So I'm physically not. I'm forcing myself not to buy anything until, until I get some work done. Essentially, I see. Yeah, but I'm actually really excited to play. I, I I've you know I've it, it was the one thing that made me regret being an Xbox owner when that came out because I really oh, really you could I really 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 wanted to play. That. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, because yeah. you are. A huge DC fan. I'm so a huge. It would DC make fan. sense that yeah. you would uh, covet that gaming experience. <laughs> and I'm just really happy that it's on. It's available for the PS4. That's all. Nice. Yeah. I um, played Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I didn't finish it. Um, okay. I'm. I'm. Did cl- you like it or I loved it? Oh, okay. It's guess what? It's Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so, no, so if you like Assassin's Creed, there's more Assassin's Creed for you. No, uh, nothing new to it. Every now and then, every time there's a new Assassin's Creed game, they throw in a few <clears throat> new game mechanics, okay. some of which they realize are poop and they don't add them to the next game. Okay. Sometimes things stick around. Sure. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's an incredibly beautifully rendered Victorian London as Ooh, the backdrop. Right, right. It looks great on a next generation console. Yeah, I can't wait to I see just it. got to a point where I got, I found it becoming a little bit tedious. Oh, just repetitive? Um, yeah, and, and... Go here, kill somebody, repeat, go here, kill somebody, repeat kind of a thing. Yeah, well, those are the parts that I like. Oh. The mission where you go somewhere and kill somebody instead of, uh, I need you to travel across the entire distance <laughs> of this city to retrieve some documents. Right. Where there are 500 leveled up police officers <laughs> who will smell you two miles away. And it just became <laughs> tedious to like have to keep fighting through that right. horde and getting beat right. to death. So I, I, I found myself I found myself wanting to step back from that and play something a little more simple. And I'm, I'm kind of having this uh, platformer renaissance. Yeah, you mentioned that the last time we spoke. Uh, and and you're, so you're getting back into like the 2D yeah. side scrollers. Yeah, I, you know, on the PS3, I loved Little Big Planet and sure. I loved Little Big Planet 2. I never played 3. It was a PS4 game that got terrible reviews because oh. it switched studios. It was no longer with Media Molecule. So it was basically Little Big Planet's. Uh, Batman Arkham Origins. <laughs> a lot of the same things that you recognize and some new things that were there, but... Right, eh. but all kind of tacked on and not 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 executed in a way that, that would be fun or challenging or... Well, yeah, they were trying, but it's it was still glitchy and there were way too many... They're, they're way too invested in the, the storyline that's going on with this, which I don't care about. I just want to use a cute little character. There's a storyline? A little yeah. bit on it? It's and it's so ham fisted. Like half of the gameplay is cutscenes, and it's not a very long game. I I mean I plowed through it in like five hours. Oh, and it was finished. It was great. I liked the parts where I was playing the game. <laughs> I, I couldn't stand the parts where I was sitting there listening to them tell me a story that I'd already checked out of hours before. So I didn't care. About- was the, does the five hours include the cutscenes? 
Uh, uh, it's probably about five hours of gameplay. It's okay. probably about an eight-hour game with three hours of cutscenes. <laughs> and it was good. Um, it wasn't as satisfying as the previous games. Um, but oh. I still wanted to play something else. So I did a little research online and found uh, all of the the games that were available for PS4 that had been uh, uh, rated the most highly. Oh, sure. That yeah, were 2D yeah. Pa- that's a, that's, yeah, I've done that. Rayman Legends. Yeah, there you go. I never played Rayman Origins, but Rayman Legends, let's take a look. And boy, is it a ton of fun. Oh, good. I'm, I'm very I'm glad. I'm still playing that. And uh, I played, uh, there was a, a Rayman game for the DS. Oh, yeah. That I really liked, that I re- that I played the shit out of when, when I had it, uh, back when I was a DS player. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to play it until I finish it, and then maybe I will muster the courage to go back and attempt to finish, <laughs> not... Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Oh. But Metal Gear Solid 5, which <laughs> I was so excited for Metal Gear. I, I know. I loved the I previous know. One. And then you and then basically it's I quit playing like five percent of the game in because it was too hard. Oh <laughs> uh yeah. Well, I mean it's also it's that game in particular is known for just being brutally hard. Yeah. Yeah. Also known for it, incredibly long-winded cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> the gameplay was excellent, but I, yeah, I, it was too hard. Aww. So I, I quit for things where I could jump onto levels. Yeah, yeah, no, good for you. And floating levels. Well, yeah, well, because you're an adult. You don't... I can do whatever you don't, the, you don't have to do things you don't want to do. That's right. I also played an incredible game called Journey. That's an old game, isn't it? Yes, it is, Nelson okay. Lugo. I'm so glad you asked. Did you not play that when it was on the PS3? I did not play that, Nelson. Did you know it existed? I feel like when I started reading reviews of it, I feel like it, it sounded familiar. It's okay. from the same studio, um, that one studio. That's right, the, they that's made, the name they of the made studio. Flower, they right? made Flower, They made Flower. Yeah. And Journey, it's like a two-hour game. It's... But is, I mean, can you really classify it as a game, per se? I mean, is it more of an experience? It is more it, of an experience. It's like an art house kind of it is, uh, thing. Yes. Yes. There would be, um, yeah, if, 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 there were, if it were a movie, there would be an A-list actor playing a very understated supporting role in it <laughs> as like a challenge to <laughs> right. his or her art. Right. Her craft. Right. It is an excellent game. I can't really describe <laughs> the game without kind of giving it away, but it's just, it's beautiful and it made me feel things. And, oh, good. Uh, I was, I felt... Uh, when it, when very it, moved by the experience of playing it. it there, were, there were parts of it that reminded me of playing um, Shadows of the Colossus. Oh, okay. Which is one of my favorite games ever. Well, I remember when it first came out, uh, A, I was jealous because, again, I didn't have a PS3 to mm. play it. Um, but I was listening to a lot of gaming podcasts at that point, And every single gaming podcast was just raving about how good this game is and how and and a lot of discussions were being uh, discussions and debates were being sort of bandied back and forth about whether or not it's a game and whether or not you know and mm-hmm. this was right around the time where games as art were being discussed sure. as a, as a viable thing that you can use video games to convey emotion mm-hmm. rather than just being a fun thing to pass the time. You yeah. Know? And so I think, it, and, and I'm sure, I think Flower started that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think Journey was the one that was like, okay, yeah, I think I think we can seriously talk about video games as being art pieces now. If game critics are in the pocket of developers, then they sold this game to me 
so beautifully because everything <laughs> I read about it, everybody was giving it these superlative reviews without yeah. giving away any yeah. information by saying yeah. the same thing that I just said a moment ago, which I'm now just parroting all of the sure. reviews that sure. led me to this game, which were, uh, I can't really say much about this game without giving away the experience, right. but it's, it's accurate. Yeah. And I, I felt I was emotionally affected by the experience of playing this, this two hour game. Oh, good. And I would, I would <clears> play through it again. I, I will have to download it myself. And An interesting, play it. interesting uh, element that they add to this game is that there is there is a multiplayer element. Yeah, this I know, but you don't know who it is, and it's randomly right. assigned. If somebody else is playing the game, they they the the network will pair you up, and they will drop into your game. You will, you will drop into theirs, and you don't get the little their name hovering above them. No, so. As far as I knew, it was a non-player character. Right. It was that a, just it was showed a, up that looked an, exactly like me. Just an electronic NPC. Yes. yes. And you don't find out until the end credits the name of the person. And oh. you can't interact with them. You cannot communicate with them. You cannot chat with them. Mics are disabled. Text is disabled. They're just... Yeah, no, this I knew. I uh, knew this, yeah. And that was incredibly effective to the experience. Wow. I strongly recommend Journey. Oh, we should. You know what? I should download it, and then we should decide to play at the exact same time and see if we and can see if out. we get. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 really great. Uh, you would like it. Okay. You um, you have a you have a soft heart. No, it's true. So you would like this. It's game. true. Uh, I will definitely check it out. I've actually been reading. I've been doubling down on comic books lately, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I've been reading a lot of the same stuff that I love reading. Um, Wait a minute. Are you suggesting that there are comic books currently being published that are not Star Wars comic books? <laughs> um, yeah, oddly I, enough. I was not aware. No. Well, yeah, oddly enough, there are other comic books being published that are not Star Wars. Because those Star Wars books are great. Uh, you, yeah. I'm, I'm hesitant because I, cause you are a self-professed Star Wars uh, f- you know, fan. You're not a fair weather fan. You like it when it's bad. You like it when it's good. Please see episode 39. Right. And so I'm a little nervous to read them because I don't know if you're reading them through the filter of this is a good thing or you're reading through the filter of laser swords. No, there are there are moments in, in both Darth Vader and Star Wars. Uh-huh. There, are, there, are a, there are a couple of moments where I'm like, eh, okay, this this was kind of a misstep. Okay, okay. So oh. I am I'm aware... Of its of its of its bruises, <laughs> but there are very few of them. It's okay, excellent, excellent, essential companion pieces, and they're they're canon too. So oh. uh, I I strongly recommend. Uh, but, well, my birthday's in May. Okay, and uh, digital digital download comic books are cheaper. Okay. Yeah, there you go. All right, but listen, that's all I've been reading. I read that. I read The Walking Dead. Tell me about these new titles you're reading, and maybe I will start reading something other than this. Um, well, I've been reading um, these titles. Have been the the first three titles I'm going to talk about have been around for a little while, and I've only read the first issue of each, and I am hooked on all three of them, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start buying them like a fucking madman. Um, the first one is called Deadly Class. I have flipped through that so many times yeah. at the comic book store that I, I, read, where I buy all my monthlies, and I just haven't picked it up. The fir- I, I only read the first issue, um, but I'm already in. I'm- it's funny. I picked it up and thumbed through it because I thought you were reading that. There oh. was some book you talked about on here a year ago, uh-huh. and I confused it and thought you were talking about Deadly, Deadly Class. Class. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that book is. There was some book that you were reading that you described as having elements similar to Twin Peaks. And then I called you out for saying, 
you've never seen Twin Peaks, <laughs> yet you're using this reference point. But it was something that was like a, an ensemble cast of characters yeah. and uh, crazy abilities. And for some, somehow in my head, I assumed that that you were oh, talking about Deadly Class. I have, I have no memory of that. Anyway, go on. Um, but it's really, really good. I mean, it, it starts off a little tropey mm-hmm. um, in that there's a homeless kid mm-hmm. that kind of gets plucked out of being homeless to and I'm not really giving anything away. It's the whole point of the goddamn comic book. He gets plucked out of being homeless uh, to train as an assassin. Okay. And it's the first issue, but already you get the sense that he is a guy. He's a young guy. He's a teenager. He's a young teenager. Um, but he has a morality. And but there is a very dark, dark thing that he's done that has earned him the the um 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 the 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 attention of these assassin trainers mm-hmm. and it's done so well and so smart and hmm. and it's and leading up to that point where he gets selected is really sad because he's homeless and he's hungry and like I, I i don't know i don't know the history of the writer um and where <coughs> the backstory but it seems genuine like the experience of this kid being homeless seems fucking genuine and hmm. it really affected me and then by the end of the comic book we go into like crazy town because you know there's like a secret lair with assassin training um but i'm hooked i'm absolutely fucking hooked uh uh the other one is a uh, strange girl which is a bit weird it's about <laughs> it's about this one girl who's I think she's like I don't know maybe nine years old ten years old her parents are super super fucking religious and but she's like the fun crazy kid she wants to have fun she rides bikes she kisses boys you know really kind of benign stuff but mm-hmm. in the eyes of her parents really horrible she comes home one day and she's about to get yelled at by her parents for like the upteenth time and then rapture happens <laughs> The biblical rapture. The biblical rapture happens and her parents and her brother get sucked up into heaven. And she and this boy that she randomly saves uh, are left alone. And now they're hiding out in their in their sort of like, you know, their their survivalist bunker because their parents were crazy. Uh, Demons find them and then they they take her. Fast forward like 10 years later, she's like 21 years old now, but now she's like a badass sorceress and the pet of the devil. You mean Satan? Yeah, or I I haven't gotten that far because again, (coughs) I only read the first issue, but she is the pet of some high ranking demon lord. I think Belial. I think she's the pet of Belial. Um, Really funny, really weird um, the art style is really crazy. I'm digging it. I'm digging right. it a lot. Uh, it, I get it gets a big thumbs up from me. You just sold the hell out of it to me. <laughs> How? I'm assuming these these titles you're talking about. Well, Deadly Class I know has been yeah. around for a while. Yeah. But w- Strange Girl, how many? How far? Uh, in it's are been. We? I think it's been around as, as long as uh, as Deadly Class. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um. So I only read. You read everything digitally. <laughs> I only read trades. No, there there are some there. I I, I don't know how many volumes, but there's at least two volumes. Out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then oh god, what's the other one? Oh, is it is it uh, Princess Leia? Because that book's really good too. <laughs> no, it's not Princess Leia. Oh, okay. Uh, it's this. It's another title called Low. And this one 
Not to be confused with the indie rock darlings of the mid to late 90s. No, not at all. Um, This one, I'm going to read the next issue, but I don't know if it's a fast recommend for me. The idea is that the this is far, far in the future. Okay. The sun has started to expand, which basically means it's now gotten poisons to live on, on the surface. So society has built underwater cities. And we're talking like thousands and thousands of years in the future. Mankind just lives under the water now. I mean, they're you know, in domed cities. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, it's a little confusing, but it's, it's basically sci-fi underwater with these, uh, j- uh, these super under, uh, underwater suits <coughs> that can only be worn by a certain genetic family. And there's pirates and there's murder and there's, uh, and, and two kidnapped daughters. I mean, it's high adventure with a lot of sci-fi. It's a little bit of a clusterfuck because I think it's too many things going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I'm intrigued enough to, to at least check out the next issue, the second issue. Does it feel derivative of the world of Rapture from the Bioshock game? No, well, no, the no, bio, no. The first two Bioshocks. No, games. no, not at all. The, the, the underwater world is bright and cheerful and clean. And but there's pirates. Well, they, they, they're based, I don't, again, I don't know how the pirates fit in, whether they're exiled people or a different sect or, again, this is only the first issue. Okay. Um, but they basically come to kidnap, they basically come to steal one of these super pressure suits. And they kidnap the daughters because they need the blood and the DNA to help run it. Hmm. And, uh, and and the mother's like, you know, so help me, no matter how long it takes, I will come for you. And so it, it promises to be like this high octane, like balls to the wall fucking adventure. But right now it's a little bit it's a little bit messy. It's a little chaotic. So um but I'm definitely gonna read it again. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh so those are those are the three. Those are I mean I have I have more I can talk about, but those are those are definitely the three that I really loved. Wow. That's uh those are those all sound great. Again, like I all right, Deadly Class I could pick up because I know that it's in trades. I yeah. know that when I flip yeah. through it, I flip yeah. through a trade. But the yeah. other ones, you know, this has been a, a thing for like the, the past year where you, because you read <laughs> comics digitally on right. Comixology, right. you'll find something that you're really excited about and you're like three or four issues into it. Yeah, yeah. And whereas I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reserve judgment until there's a trade paperback, which means this thing that you're really hype about right now, yeah. I will read nine months from now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's sometimes it's hard for us to talk about comics in uh but not now uh, the the three titles i just told you there are uh there are at least one or two volumes in okay yeah all right well then perhaps i'll get caught up okay um you know but everybody everything else that i'm reading is still good batman's great you know saga's great yeah you know chew is great i i, I quit reading saga and chew in monthlies i only read it in trades yeah. i quit reading batman altogether oh I just, I had enough, It's getting man. good again. Is it? It's getting good again. That is a thing that Batman fans have been saying every six months for like 40 years. <laughs> well, I mean, it dips. Like, you know, again, I'm not a fair weather Batman fan. I understand I'm that. I'm going to read it when it's bad. I'm going to read it when it's good. Right. And and right now, it's really hyping up to be really good. What did you think of that new trailer? The final trailer for Batman v Superman came out. Did you not see it? Because I you have not media seen it. Block- media blackout? I have not seen it. I, are you going to... Continue to not see it. Yeah, I'm going to continue not seeing it. All right, it's it's. I'll tell you this. The only the only the only trailer I've seen was that very first one that got put out, and that's it. Oh, okay. You that's like it. that first teaser, and then after yeah. that, you step aside. Yeah. Well, I think I saw it by accident because I think it was in the movie theater of 
some movie I was watching. Um, But yeah, I have not and will not watch. Well, it's the sexiest trailer they have put out so far for this picture. Oh. And um, with some of the worst music I have ever heard selected (laughs) for a trailer. Is it a Beastie Boy track? What is wrong with you? Why would I call that the worst music selection ever? Well, I mean, worst as in inappropriate. Like it's like it's like the it's like it's a great song, but it's an inappropriate choice for the material under which it's it's being shown. No, it's not even that. It's just like it's it's I don't know. It's like some um, royalty free rock music. Like it's just boring and uninteresting sounding. But there's a lot of great Batman sequences in it. Oh, okay. Which are some of the. some, most, some Ben Affleck action there. Some of the most exciting uh, footage to confirm that Ben Affleck was a fine casting. Show. Oh, good, yeah. good, good, good. Because um, uh, I'm going to watch it, whether it's good or bad. We're going to see it together. I'm going to see it. Yeah, so. we're, we're going to see it together. Yeah, you're not going to see that movie without me. I'm not going to see that movie without you. Okay, well, good. You've heard it here, folks. Keep us honest. Does it come out like next month? I don't know. Does it? I think it does. I have no idea. Because we are best friends yes. and we love seeing movies together. Yes. Uh, this weekend, I went to see a movie without you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I realized just a moment ago, I'm basically making you sign in blood that you will not see Batman v Superman without me. Right. And now I'm saying, all right, that said, I went to see a superhero movie without you this weekend. Oh, so you watched uh, Deadpool. I watched Deadpool. Oh, okay. I saw it in a, I, I decided to see it. I would like, I would like. Moment to... of impulsivity oh. with my girlfriend and uh, we, we went to check out the picture. I would like to say uh, in full disclosure, and I think I've said this before, I don't like Deadpool at all. I, I... I am not a fan of Deadpool. I don't get it. I think the poop jokes and sophomoric uh, humor it just it doesn't resonate with me, and I don't. I just don't like it. I have never been a fan of Deadpool either. In that, yeah. that is one of the many ways in which I am uh, absolutely on Team Lugo with this. <laughs> I've 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 never liked him. I thought it was yeah. a, a a a silly looking costume. Uh, the the conceit of it that he breaks the fourth wall and he talks to the audience and he's aware that he's in a comic book and has always been like. I always felt that that was potential to do something cool, oh, yeah, but yeah. then it was ruined by not just like the poop humor's fine. I, I'm okay with that. I like poop humor, but it always felt so broy. Like, yeah, it, I mean, yeah. I know it was cre- he was co-created by a total bro of comic books, sure. But I've just I when I have read Deadpool books before, I've always been kind of alienated by like it's there. It's not just that he's breaking the wall and getting into this kind of base humor, but it just, it's the kind of humor that plays to the broiest of fucking bros among comic book enthusiasts. Yeah. I've just found yeah. him. Well, that I also... found him boring, found him uninteresting. Mm. I thought it was potential wasted. His costume is so boring. I get disappointed when I go to cons and see 400 Deadpool cosplayers. Cause I'm like, <laughs> even his costume isn't interesting. If you go to a con, yeah. you will see 500 Harley Quinn cosplayers. Yeah. But you will see many variations oh, yeah. among them. Oh, absolutely. There's so many different ways to take it. And yeah, there's a couple of, you know, manga Deadpools or, or sure. pink Deadpools or, yeah. or, or, or slight variations. But mostly you get a ton of people in the same black and red costume, which I always thought was kind of fitting because he's so boring and so is their costume. And so is your choice of cosplay at this con. I think my, my biggest beef with the Deadpool comic books is that it always tried so hard to be like a do you know the movie airplane 
Mm-hmm. Airplane, Airplane Two, mm-hmm. Top Secret, those movies. Sure. Um, to Kentucky Fried Movie. Sure. Um, where they, those movies the, the, the are Zucker Brothers. Thank you, thank you. I did, I couldn't remember the name. The Zucker Brothers movies, where yes, there was a plot, but you didn't really watch the movie for the plot. You watched the movie for essentially a gag every twenty seconds. That is an excellent comparison. That is what the yeah. books have always tried to do. And I would read a Deadpool comic book. And it just seemed to me like the writers are doing a really horrible intimate uh, impersonation of a Zucker Brothers movie. And A, it doesn't translate. Right. Because it's not that kind of a visual medium. And B, they're not good joke writers. Right. That was it. They, they grew up, they were a bunch of comic book artists and writers who were, grew up huge fans of Airplane. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to do this kind of... Uh, Wacky, almost out of the box, you know... Non-sequitur, <laughs> yeah. irreverent humor. But they weren't very smart or funny. No. So it just... It just, just never landed with me. It became grating yeah. to me and I never liked it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I don't, I don't want to poo... I don't want to sound like... I'm the end all be on the opinion. There are people out there who love Deadpool and have always loved Deadpool and they love that humor. More power to you. Yeah. All I'm saying is that it never resonated with me. It never worked the way <laughs> I wanted it to. Right. But. But then I went and saw the new film. Oh, okay. And it is fucking wonderful. Oh, good. It is so wonderful. Everything that I. I it's there are there are very few things in this world in in which we have invested thousands of dollars <laughs> pop culture um there are very few things where you see something i've seen something on the big screen right. and have said holy shit this is one of those rare examples of where filmmakers took the source material and made it better wow one of the few examples i can think of off the top of my head is scott pilgrim versus the world okay yeah i think that, yeah. that movie is so I, much I never it's read much it. tighter and funnier and uh, more relatable than than the books. Sorry. I, I never read the books, uh, but but you're saying the movie is much better. Than much the books. better. Oh wow! And Deadpool is an excellent example of that. It's it's all of those all of those elements that we were just talking about that they've always tried to use in the comic book worked so much better because a it was brought to life by Ryan Reynolds, who just he was born to play that. He's role. so fucking charming <laughs> yes, and likable and hilarious I love and Ryan he's just he's just perfect he just yeah. embodies what the comic book creators always wanted yeah um and then whoever the team of writers was that so it. so is this because the material they they are people who are writing who who wrote all of these yeah these poop jokes and, yeah. and little interjected comic interludes were just spot on with all of them it's just so is it a comic book Zucker Brothers film kind of there oh. is still, I mean, there's still a narrative. There's still a three act narrative. You you still have a beginning and you still have to get to the end. Right. But along the, it's, but getting there really, I shouldn't say it's not important. It's, it's, it's there so that they can make a ton of <laughs> grotesque jokes for an hour and a half. But you do feel invested in the story. So by the time I you could. get to the end, the story's not like forgotten just for the sake of a bunch of dick jokes. Well, neither, neither were the Zucker Brothers films. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, their plots were loose plots but they were yeah. still a beginning mill on end they are and and of course they're just taking the piss out of everything you know breaking the fourth <laughs> wall in this case they're not just breaking the fourth wall to like you know piss on all of the like superhero tropes but specifically superhero movies oh. and i don't i don't want to spoil too much about the movie but sure. but one sure. of the the great things about it is the opening credits oh when, it starts that soon when the when the titles come up on the screen the 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 the, the actors are listed as 
um, a hot chick, oh, shit. a CGI character, <laughs> a gratuitous cameo, um, <laughs> uh, directed by an overpaid tool. <laughs> but the best one of them, it says written by the real heroes here. And the, the people who wrote that movie uh, did an excellent job. And they made me not, they didn't just make me like a Deadpool uh property right. they, they they got me they got my money they got me into the theater because yeah. also their marketing campaign was so brilliant yes yes it was i i have to i have to admit their their kind of fuck you marketing campaign is spot on and i like that now you know the, there's this conversation going on in the wake of deadpool that oh my god studios are like oh oh so uh, they always said that a rated r movie they couldn't make it because you right. know every time yeah. somebody wanted to do something kind of dark the studio would jump in and say nope it has to be pg-13 because we gotta sell tickets to kids and we gotta make toys yeah so you could, everything has been like there were so many rated R movies when we were kids. When oh, so we, many when we were kids, so almost all of them, all the good ones were. Terminator Two: Judgment Day was a major, major summer blockbuster. It had toy tie-ins. Yeah. It had a video game tie-in. Yeah. It was the biggest movie of that year, and it was rated R. Yeah. And I always think about that. How when when yeah. studios are so like gun shy about rated R movies because they think they they can't sell them properly. Like, well, I mean, wasn't- we used to be able to do it. And Wasn't then, uh, Ghostbusters rated R? No. What about Gremlins? No. Wow. So Gremlins is PG? So now the conversation is going around. All these studios are like, oh, well, maybe we can do. But of course, it's gonna that message is going to be lost because now you're just going to see like some assholes at Warner Brothers uh, being like, let's make an R-rated Lobo movie because that's what the people want, but they won't. Well, no, first of all, the, fir- the first question is people are going to ask is who the fuck is Lobo? Uh, and that would be sad because I love Lobo. I just, you know, I feel like the studios have kind of forgotten that when they when they market these these movies about superheroes and all of the toys that go with them, that the audience is largely middle aged men. Yeah, by and large, not, by and large, it's it's they're the ones who are screaming about them on the internet, and they're the ones who are buying the toys that they don't open. Yeah, and I feel like Deadpool is going to be kind of a milestone going forward that studios are going to be like, hey, we. We don't have to like defang everything so that we can sell it to all audiences because this Deadpool movie just had the highest R rated opening of all time. <laughs> it is excellent. And you know what? What? This is going to be a spoiler, and I don't care. I'm going to say it to you. Okay. This is what made me want to stand up and cheer. Okay. There is a, it's not, it can't even be called a scene. It's well, hold just on. You a better, shot. You better bleep this out for people who haven't seen the movie yet. But you can tell me. There is a shot in the Deadpool movie yeah. that features. <laughs> oh my god! And the thing, there's there's tons of there's tons of base humor, poop jokes, dick jokes throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, but it's it rarely gets problematic, which yeah. is I think the problem with the the Marvel books when they tried to write things to be edgy. You know, the, the Deadpool calls somebody a retard, and then you're like, uh, yeah. That's, you can be edgy without being problematic, and the movie did it really well. I mean, there's a couple things. Yeah. But I mean, they they're, do they're, not. They're pushing the envelope. They do is... not cancel out everything that it did right. Like, oh, it's nice. it's pro- <laughs> it's shocking <laughs> in how progressive it it is in its, in in its, its shitty humor. And in it's in its really problematic humor. I cannot recommend Deadpool enough. Oh, I, fuck. I, I'm sold. I loved it so much. I'm sold. I'll, I, will, I will see it at my earliest convenience. Great. I just want to talk really briefly about television. Oh, all right. Yay, The Walking Dead's back on the air. Woo! All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> okay. Secondly, I have found myself really 
surprisingly invested uh-huh. in a television miniseries that uh-huh. is currently airing on, I think it's FX, okay, called The People versus O.J. Simpson. Oh, Schaefer. Now, you and I Schaefer. were adults yes, we when are. the O.J. Simpson trial went down. That's true. I yes. remember. You well, said, I, was, I was a very young man. Yes, yes but yes. you remember where you were when you heard the verdict. Absolutely. I remember where I was when I saw footage of the live slow speed Bronco chase through Los Angeles. <laughs> like I saw that I was a part of that. Like I, I somehow watching the Bronco chases in my memory, right next to watching the challenger explode in 86. Oh dear. Like they're major television events that I witnessed. Okay. You should not have the two of those side by side in your they memory. They were both catastrophes. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's you have an odd definition of catastrophe. Really? Two people died. They didn't get justice and the cult of celebrity held sway. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. This television series that is on, I thought it was going to be schlocky. I wasn't going to it's not. watch it. I thought it was going to be just a are like gonna, basically like a like a lifetime movie stretched out over six episodes. Are you telling me this episodes. is actually good? Yeah, I'm telling you it's fucking excellent. Oh, oh come the, on. Every single person come in the cast. On. You can see on everybody's face in the cast, they're all just thirsty for an, of an Emmy. Oh. They're all just going. Sarah Paulson is Marsha Clark going, going for, for it. hard. Going so hard. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. as OJ is great. David Schwimmer as Robert Kardashian is like Wait, stealing scenes. Cuba Gooding Jr.? Cuba Gooding Jr. The is playing Academy OJ. Award winning actor? Yes. And, Quick, name the movie he won his Academy Award for. Uh, it was uh, with Tom Cruise. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, that's Very it. good. Yeah. It's it's really excellent. I I don't know if, if people still care about the OJ trial. I feel like the target audience is mostly people who remember... Who remember it and like kind of like followed it through the media? Yeah, in ninety four. Uh, I don't know if anybody else cares anymore, but it's apparently they do because I thing. do. I mean, I always loved it. It was my I, uh, my girlfriend at the time was obsessed, obsessed with following it. Just I mean, couldn't get enough. Just like just every morsel uh, of information she could sponge out of every conceivable resource um, she wanted it. That was how I was. I was not that way. In like the OJ trial was like the prototype for the way that I would many <clears throat> years later react to 9-11. In that, not that I was like a 9-11 truther or a conspiracy right, theorist, right. but I just found myself obsessed with right. the coverage of 9-11 and, and reading about it and hearing about it and, and you know, being like emotionally affected by it, but sure, still sure, sure. being so just wrapped by it. And the OJ trial was the first one that, that was like that. For and me. this was like, this was the first sort of footholds of the internet of before internet 2.0. This was, this was like back, back when the internet was everybody, like all, all big corporations had it. But no one knew what to do with it. Well, yeah, and users. I mean, and so like, civilians didn't use it. It was nerds who used it. It was ninety four. Yeah. Like, yeah, and so my girlfriend had a had a had her own computer at her desk, and had access to the internet. And she was on so many chat rooms and user groups to get all the information. It was crazy, crazy. That's. I mean, that's. I I just gobbled up everything I could. Yeah. And was I felt defeated. When the verdict came down. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people did. Yeah. <laughs> I think you and everybody else, my friend, you you and a lot of other people. Especially the Browns and the Goldmans. Yes. They, yes. I think uh, it was uh, Michael Moore who was went public who went public with his with his two cents that said that he's probably the only white man in America who believes OJ didn't do it. Uh, you know. Oh really? Michael Moore said that? Yeah. No. 
Yeah, because because he's, he's sort of like, yeah, you know, because he's if, if it wasn't involving the L.A. police department, which historically has been the single most corrupt police department in the entire United States. Yeah, he probably he probably would have had a different opinion. Yeah. But be that as it may. I mean, the, the, the series is definitely taking pains to set the climate of race relations. In I mean, the 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 first episode opens with television footage of the uh, Rodney King trial or the Rodney King verdict. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it, it lets you know what the climate was in L.A. in the early 90s. Yeah, it was tense. Um, but it, it, there's I, you can't be a reasonable person and 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 belief that oj simpson did not murder those two people good crazy um and oj he he didn't i mean he he was acquitted he was acquitted and then and then he, he was, was a civil he, suit he was acquitted of murder he lost the civil suit uh the goldman family uh sued him in a in a civil in a civil yeah, suit and he lost that he lost that and they didn't want like his money which no which is good because they never got a cent but they 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 sued him just because they wanted it on record that there was an that there was a a on a court docket somewhere yeah. that OJ Simpson was responsible. They just, yeah. they just wanted some kind of justice for their son. Yeah. And, um, and so they got that, but then he still kind of lived a life of, I mean, he still got to walk free after yeah. that. He's in prison now. For what? You don't know? No, I don't. Oh, uh, back in like 2008, 2009, something like that. OJ was in Las Vegas with a couple of friends and they went to this hotel room where there was a, a guy who was selling uh, OJ memorabilia. Basically, OJ was bankrupt after the civil trial. Yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't have any money, and all he had left was he was like selling autographs at like sporting conventions or oh, trying to sell off some of his old memorabilia. He went to a hotel room and found somebody who was. He went there to meet somebody that he knew, who was selling off some of his old memorabilia. Mm. And he went there and robbed them at gunpoint to Are take you? all of his memorabilia because he felt it belonged to him. Basically, he didn't want the Goldmans to get it because if the Goldmans got it, they would try to sell it and get at least some money back to recoup some of their like court costs. And he just didn't want that money to fall in the hands of the Goldmans. This is all speculative, really. But the, the <laughs> facts of the case, the facts of the case are he robbed a guy at gunpoint who was selling O.J. Simpson memorabilia. Wow. And he got arrested for it. And the judge, and this was in Vegas, the judge showed him no mercy wow. and sentenced him to like 30 years. <gasps> so, 30 years yeah. for armed robbery? Yeah. That seems steep. Well, 30 years for armed robbery when you already have a civil suit on your record that says that you uh, were responsible yeah. for the death of two people. Yeah. Kind of goes a little ways. Yeah. So OJ will probably spend the rest of his days in jail, which is good, but it's still kind of it's unfortunate still, that it won't be for the right thing. Right. Well, I mean, he's going to jail for a thing he did that... They caught him. They caught something else. Kind of. I mean, I even watched that trial online years later because really? and I watched the verdict and the judge was like, I want to make this clear that you are only being tried for this particular case, not for anything that's come before you. But come on. Come on, judge. 30 years. <laughs> anyway, I strongly recommend you checking out The People versus O.J. Simpson. There are two episodes in uh, okay. and uh, it's excellent. I will... Check it out. Um, uh, You're I, not going to check it out. I might. I might yeah. check it. I might. I might watch the first episode. The first. If you do, if you watch the first one, you will be gripped. Okay. It's. It's. Okay. I'll. I'll definitely watch the first episode. And we'll see after that. Okay. Um, it's on Hulu. I. I did watch a thing that I'm really loving right now that I don't want to get too deep into because of course I love it. Uh, it's the Sci-Fi Channel's Magicians. 
Oh, uh, Lev the, Grossman. The Lev Grossman, uh, super selling, fantastic book series mm-hmm. that's now being turned into a sci-fi. They were uh, all New York series. Times bestsellers. Yeah, and I like it. I, I like it a lot, actually. It's, it's you act like you're surprised. I am. that you're enjoying a science fiction television show called The Magicians. Yeah, I am. You're a science fiction nerd who is a magician. Well, yeah, but okay. I, I well because by and large Hollywood tends to fuck up um, the the any story dealing with magic, unless it's a very specific property. Like they did Harry Potter, right? But there's a lot of like movies out there with like magic wielders. Like when they make up a term like the prestige. Yeah. Oh my God, you winced when I said that. You hate that so much. Yeah, there's no such thing. Never mind. (laughs) As far as as I'm concerned, like any TV show, any sitcom, any drama, any any TV show where they introduce a magician onto the show for Uh for like some sort of for a plot point. As far as I'm concerned, that show has jumped the shark. Okay. And because they get it wrong. They get it wrong. Always. Yeah. Because you're having writers writing what they think magicians say and talk about and do when that's couldn't be further from the fucking case. Um, well, like all television shows are made in Los Angeles and New York where there are... There is no shortage of magicians. You could actually go out yeah. and do an interview and learn the language. Yeah. Or just, I mean, basically, this is going to sound, I mean, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to get some flack if any magicians listen to this. And let's be fair. There are no magicians listening nope. to this. Um, you could write the part for a juggler, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the 11th hour, just do a search to replace the word juggler for magician. It's the same goddamn job. Yeah. Um. It really is. And so, but they try to up the ante by creating bullshit. <clears throat> However, Lev Grossman's Magicians on Sci-Fi, really good. Huh. It's a little, it's a little too teen angsty drama for me at the moment. But I, but I think that's only because it's the first few episodes. You know what I mean? Like, it ha- I don't think it's hit its stride yet. Yeah. Um, but what I have seen so far is very compelling. Um, and you know, and I, I bought the season on Amazon so I can watch it whenever I want. And so I'm, I'm at least hooked in for the first season. And so we'll see what happens. Well, I hope it does go. I hope it does turn around and it gets to somewhere where you really enjoy it because that description starts out too much teen angst, but then like, can maybe after that, once it gets some viewers, it might like turn into something better Mm -hmm. is a perfect description of star Wars rebels. (laughs) <laughs> don't judge it by its first few episodes keep watching it gets better. <laughs> well i mean it, it, the, the magician on sci-fi it's i think the actors are the, the actors that they were cast i think are good they're right for the part but they're all very and almost all of them across the board uh with maybe the exception of like the adult the the professors mm-hmm. uh are very hesitant they're very self-conscious and I don't know if that's the writing or the direction or the people playing the roles themselves. You know hmm. what I mean? Because I've never seen these actors before. And I think for a lot of them, this, this is like their first major thing. So I don't know. I mean, I'm willing Did to- Did you read the books? No, I haven't read the books. Oh, good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going into this with fresh eyes. Okay. Um, but having seen the first three episodes, I'm actually intrigued to go back to read the books now. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna check them out too. I'm gonna program them on my DVR, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it along with you. Okay, really? <laughs> Seriously, I'll get caught up, and we'll keep watching. We'll okay, check good, good. Then the, then you can either share my pain or my joy, depending on where it goes. Perfect. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 
Well, cool. That's everything that we've watched, read, and <laughs> consumed. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break then. Great. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Chest you kissing on my freckles. I nibble around your ears before I suck up on your neck. Oh, money, be yeah, that's what you'll be screaming and creaming. But it's not a wet drink, it's the real, the freaky dog, Doc Nasty. Never letting the kitty cat get past me without picking it up, petting it, teasing it, taking it on home and pleasing it. Cause we're the freaks of the industry. Use a freak, money, be the freaks of the industry. When you see us backstage, be prepared to G. Say you're G. Nobody else is seeing. And the freak that you're with is in front of you. Bending over naked and she's leaning on the dresser. Booyah. You're looking at her from the rear. Yeah. She looks just like Vanessa. The right stuff. Uh-uh. Not Vanessa with the singing career, but the X-rated video queen. Know what I mean? Uh-huh. Alright, here's the scene. You're lying on your back with your head on the edge of the bed. The booty's two feet from your head. Should you A, take the time to find a condom? B, you walk right over and you pound them. C, tell her that you want her love? Well, the answer is D, all of the above. Getting back to my mission. Break out the whipped cream and the cherries. Then I go through all the fly positions. My head under her leg, under my arm, under her toe. She says, I like it when you scream, baby, let yourself go. I hit it and split it, lick it and quit it. After the ride, put my clothes on and walk outside. And before anybody gets a chance to speak, I say, Yo, don't say nothing. I guess I'm just a freak. Cause we're the freaks of the industry. Yo, you worse, money be the freaks of the industry. And when you see us backstage, be prepared to G. Now if there's a cure for this, we 
don't want it, we'll run from it. And if there's a remedy, we don't need it, we just eat it. gentlemen this month is february the month of valentine's day the holiday of love and as is tradition this is the month where we read your love sex and relationship advice questions oh dear this month will be no different however we didn't get quite as many of them as we thought we would so um i feel like as a lead-in to this month's love, sex, and relationship advice questions. Right. We're just going to dig into the mailbag and right. read some listener mail th- that has been neglected for many months. Well, I mean, I'd like to blame you for that. Why? I don't know, because I feel like every time I want to do listener mail, you say we can't. And you generally have a good reason why. Right, because it gets in the way of all of the hilarious bits that I have planned. Well, that and also I think because we, 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 tr- we traditionally have guests. And so True. reading reading any kind of viewer mail would get in the get in the way of the guest time essentially. All right, that's that yeah. that, that is yeah. usually what happens. Yeah. Um but we do have an email address which is epicpodcast at gmail.com. That's epicpodcast at gmail.com. You so, can send us your comments and questions at any time, even if we're not having a themed episode following yeah. Yeah. the episode in which you just you choose to write to us, and we will read your letters on air. Eventually. Eventually, <laughs> so uh, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, dip into the mailbag and then we're gonna save the love and sex advice ones for the last. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Here's a letter that we never read on air. It comes to us <laughs> from a Prince Pranks. Oh, okay. Title of the email: Love your show. Aw. All I really want to say is that I really enjoy y'all's podcast. Oh. Short message, I know, but it does what it needs to. Best wishes from some guy you don't know. Oh, well, thank you, Prince Pranks. That was a lovely sentiment. I appreciate that. Thank you for writing to a podcast that nobody else knows. <laughs> but thank you, Prince Pranks. Uh, uh, apologize for how long it took us to read that on air. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, the next one is from Jack B., Title is Breaking Bad. Uh, I believe he's uh, talking in reference to the episode where we talked about uh, not liking Breaking Bad or The Sopranos and things like that. Ah. Uh, Thank you for letting me know I'm not the only one who was indifferent to Breaking Bad. I agree with almost every point you made. I wish I remember the points I made. It was... Um, it might as well have been 500 years ago. <laughs> right. Uh, now, of course, like you, I watch it on Netflix and I knew how many seasons the show would be on the air and that Walter would be alive throughout the whole series. I think this is a very different dynamic than for those who watched it on the air. That's actually a good point. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Netflix shows, I would recommend Archer. I thought it would just be a dumb, dirty cartoon and it is. But the writing and characters are so good. 
Love from the pod, Jack B, fan number seven. Thank you for the recommendation of Archer. I have spoken on this show many times about how much <laughs> I love Archer. Yes, I, I've seen everything Archer that you could possibly ever make. I have probably seen every Archer episode <laughs> at least five times. It's my go-to show that I put on when I'm going to sleep at night. Because, oh, well, there you go. Because it's, it's comforting at this point. Um, I, I don't think I've seen the very last season, but, uh, it's so goddamn good. Wait, is the last season the Miami Vice parody? No, that was season five. Okay. Then I have not seen season Season six is, I think the most recent season seven is the one that's about to start airing. I have not seen season six. I love it. It's, it's just the funniest, smartest writing on TV. (laughs) Okay. Uh, you want to take the next one? Sure. Here's an email we got in response to the Schaefer watches Doctor Who for the first time episode. Oh, (laughs) Okay. This one comes to us from an S.J. Harrison. All right. In parentheses, he says, you can say my full name. This email comes to us from a Scott John Harrison. Oh, well, there you go. Being a fan of fandom. I am also someone like Schaefer who is a fan of some fandoms, but not actually seen much of the actual thing. Likely the biggest few are comic books, DC Marvel, which I don't read but love listening to. I watch the movies and TV shows, and I get the references from podcasts and YouTube. Hmm. Another one is Avatar The Last Airbender. Never watched a full episode, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But I like the fandom. You know, actually, that's an interesting thing because I don't think I'm a fan of fandoms. Like no. I'm not a, like I'm not a fan of things that I don't actually consume. Like I don't actively hate them, but I'm not a fan of them. I don't know Doctor Who very well. Yeah. I'm much more familiar with its fandom. Right. I don't dislike its fandom, but right. I, I mean, I'm excited that there are people who are really invested in a thing that they love so much sure, that they sure, sure. commit their lives to it because I can relate. So I guess maybe I am a fan of fandom. <laughs> Good no, on you. All I mean, of you. I didn't know. I guess I didn't. It didn't occur to me that that could be a thing. Like you could be a fan of the fandom, but not the property that is a fan of. I guess that's a thing. I mean, he's saying it's a thing. So I, I, I it is a thing. And I'm actually going to back it up because I, I really like when I see people online share Doctor Who stuff yeah. and, and quotes and when they have Doctor Who themed weddings or cakes right. or things <laughs> right, like right, that. Right. I love it because I love yeah. to know that people are that invested in a thing. I'm not. I don't know really anything about it except sure. for what I pick up from social media posts. But um, I still think I enjoy seeing people celebrating their fandom for something. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take it back. I think I, I'm I'm a fandom of, of literary nerds, you know, because I'm the same way. Like when I see weddings that are like Jane Austen themed or... Mm-hmm. 
or uh, they have like scrolls or, or, you know, like people who just really love books. Sure. I love that fandom and I love the kind of stuff that they create out of that fandom. So that's also, I take it back. It's also how we feel about anime fans. I'm not very well versed in the world of anime. Uh-huh. I've the things the anime that I have seen is like entry level stuff that everybody's seen. You know, the, the anime stuff, Ghost in the Shell, sure, Akira, sure, Attack on Titan. I, I don't. <laughs> I my my knowledge of it doesn't get very deep. But when yeah. I see people sharing stuff and see how giddy they are, yeah, yeah sharing yeah. their like anime jokes with one another, I I I like it. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. Then I take it all back. I do. Then I I absolutely understand where that's coming from. All I right. guess I guess I never I never really looked at it that way before but yeah he's absolutely right well now you're looking at a new way thanks to (laughs) scott john harrison there we go uh this next one comes to us from the punk chemist title is something foolish hey guys i just sent this email to schaefer and front a lot but i thought you might like to have this on the podcast so i figured i'd just copy and paste the original hey schaefer i got a question for you so you and front a lot are both bald skinny tall white rappers the only difference i can perceive is that you've got this evil villain thing going on and frontalot has more of a as you put it nice guy persona so my question is this are you two actually the good and evil halves of one being and if so when are you going to fuse back into said ultimate being thanks in advance for taking the time to read to even read such a foolish email I hope you enjoy the email. Keep up the great work on both your, the podcast and your various other real jobs. Big fan of all of you all, E. Jackson. Well, thank you, E. Jackson. I don't think the Frontalot and I are two halves of the one being. I love MC Frontalot. I think he's a, a great man. Please see episode thirty-nine. <laughs> but I, uh, I don't think I would want to fuse into one being with him because I enjoy being a two-legged two-armed being and i don't know that i want to share half of a consciousness with a four-armed four-legged being i kind of see it more like um, less that you are morphing genetically but that you are two robots forming a bigger battle robot you know like Mm -hmm. almost like you're you're like a a voltron okay you know or 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 a decepticon you know, where the two of you form a, a giant ultimate uh, curmudgeonly uh, white rapper uh, mecca. That sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. That is that is the substance of my nightmares. You know, I... Also, I me uh, me having an evil villain thing going on and him being having the nice guy persona. Uh, that I don't o- really buy that, to be honest. I think that only is if, if you're only speaking in terms of the lyrical content that we put out because i mean i know him very well and uh he is a horribly depraved nightmare being i want to i want to put this out there first of all i want to preface this by saying i love front a lot i think he's a wonderful human being having said that he is the most curmudgeonly curmudgeon i have ever had the pleasure of meeting ever what do you live in a house with no mirrors I am way more curmudgeonly than he is. No, 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 no. no. Really? You don't think you, so? You'd like to think you are. And you do have your moments of cynicism and curmudgeonly. But <laughs> Frontalot, bless his cold black heart, is actually a bit far more jaded and cynical than you are, sir. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, um, if we ever do morph together, we will be sure to 
DM you a photo <laughs> of the nightmarish middle-aged white paunchy spider creature that we will create. You know what? If you ha- if any of you artists out there would like to create this said monstrosity of a Schaefer front a lot morphed being, then please email those drawings to epicpiecast at gmail.com. That's epicpiecast at gmail.com. We don't have to be equally represented. Like it could just be a portrait of front a lot <laughs> naked and I could be a gentle wart on him. But with like glasses and a widow's peak. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right. There you go. This one comes to us from an Ian Barry. The email is titled, Loved It. More epic pie cast, the awkward years, please. Aww. I th- believe that was the episode <laughs> where we traveled back in time. Yes. And we the played, magic of time travel. We played one of our old radio tapes that we made when we were kids and we were friends, if that had happened. So <laughs> right. uh, I cannot uh, uh, guarantee that that's going to happen again, but thank you so much. Aww. Uh, let's see. This next one comes, uh, come to us from one M storm, uh, statement about star Wars and a love life question. Ooh. Okay. So this is going to be the part where we transition yeah. from going through the mailbag <laughs> and reading the sex and relationship advice. questions. And I do, I do want to, I do want to qualify this by, by saying, um, Schaefer and I are not trained professionals in any capacity to give any sort of advice or uh guidance to relationships of love and or sex in any conceivable way whatsoever once upon a time many years ago i was certified in cpr that that doesn't translate okay uh but thank you for doing that it's worth i guess noting. i also used to be a notary republic that also doesn't translate all right um so uh w- we are going to offer advice uh, in the way we know how, and you should not take it, or at the very least, take it at your own risk, because if you're taking love and or sex advice from a white rapper and an ethnic magician, you kind of deserve what you get. So the first half of this email is in response to the Star Wars episode. Right. Oh my God, thank you. So many of my friends have been bitching about how the extended book universe is being ignored and I just don't care. Some of them are even boycotting the new movie. I never read those books and I love the new movie. It's infuriating how obnoxious some of them have been about it. So just taking a moment to further relate to you dapper gents. You know, the thing, I, I, I know that so many Star Wars fans are so upset about the expanded universe. And I don't care. Being removed from Canada. Cry into your giant pillows, you Tiny-headed freaks. The only reason they're upset about it is because it's an elite thing that they used to have that was all their own. Yeah. And now they don't have it. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, you know. Cry me a fucking river, nerds. It's like the people who comment online when, when people are discussing a new episode of The Walking Dead. Yeah. But they can't discuss it. Without letting you know that they know how the thing story played out in the comic books. And it's not really about your fandom for the comic books. It's about posturing to let other people know that I appreciate the Star Wars or Walking Dead or whatever universe more than you do. And now that these books are – they're not irrelevant, but they're no longer part of canon. They're still relevant because you can read them and have fun. Yeah. Uh, But now that that's been taken away from them – they're just throwing temper tantrums. And but it, no, it, the thing is, it hasn't been taken away. They still own the books. No one came to their door 
taking the books away from them. They, they can read them whenever the fuck they want. This is like a flashback to episode 39. <laughs> oh my God. Was that just last month? Yes. All right. So here is the second part of the question. Which will launch us into the sex, yes. love, yes. relationship advice questions. From this point forward, it's sexy time. Oh, yeah. Are, are you going to read it? Yeah, I'll read okay. it. Okay, okay. Uh, I've always found my turn-ons to be somewhat not normal. And that's in quotes. For example, for me, if the person I'm attracted to is a really good dancer or can speak in different kinds of accents, those are huge for me. So I'm curious, what's the sexiest thing to you about someone who you would, who you would be attracted to? Also, is there anything that you are into that might surprise your listeners? Cheers, M. Storm. <laughs> oh, dear. This is a fucking... This is a can of bees, my friend. Yeah, it is. Um, Oh, dear. I don't know. Do you want to <laughs> flip a coin to see who goes first? Here is something that I find a huge turn on. Okay. Go for it. Handwriting. Really? Yes. You are turned on by, by like, really ele- elegant handwriting? Really elegant handwriting. It's not required no no of course not. i have hideous handwriting um <laughs> and i feel m- most of the people with which i've been romantically involved have uh, they have better handwriting than me but right but it's not exquisite by any means sure it's not sure 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 like artful but when i see um when i see really uh, attractive handwriting it it yeah does it it, it does something to me huh you know, you know what? what? I'm not surprised by that, actually. I became aware of this, I, I feel like, a couple of years ago on Instagram when uh, rapper K-Flay posted a page of some of her handwritten lyrics for a song, and she just has this... It's, it's not only does she have gorgeous <laughs> handwriting, but it's so consistent, it could be a computer font. It's... Wow. Yeah. And um, I remember reacting at the time and yeah. then showing it to... Uh, like everybody. To a woman I was dating at the time, who uh-huh. I'm no longer dating. Sure. But showing it to her and being like... Look at Kayflay's handwriting. Look at how look at how attractive her handwriting is, and um, it caused a fight <gasps> because my girlfriend was very jealous. Jealous of someone else's handwriting. Jealous? No, of jealous a, because a... I expressed that I found another uh, woman's handwriting so attractive, and then I realized, geez. well, maybe then that means it's a thing for me, or maybe your ex girlfriend's crazy, and uh, I reacted inappropriately to a celebrity crush. I am so glad I did not say her name. <laughs> um yeah that's actually that's actually really sweet that's a really sweet thing I, oh. I i i mean i have something similar i am insanely attracted to um the accent of south africans like deantward yeah and well i mean that's more street that's more um um pedestrian yeah um i'm talking like it's 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 almost like high british but with, I don't know, it's this weird, not weird, it's this beautiful, clipped, elegant way of speaking that sounds almost like it's a mix between Australian and High British. Mm-hmm. And I've known three women from South Africa uh, who had this particular accent, this very educated, very um, upper middle class kind of accent. And... It just, oh my God, it just, it just sends me. I fell immediately in love with these women just wow. based on them just speaking to me. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, and that's probably the mildest thing I have. Although ever since I got Tumblr, uh, Tumblr uh, introduced me to to a kink I didn't even know I had. Oh God! Uh, I don't even know if I want to share this. You're gonna. Oh God! I didn't know. I, I didn't know this up until like a couple of like maybe two years ago. Well, I don't know. When did I get Tumblr? Like maybe two, three years ago is when I got Tumblr. And my Tumblr feed is really weird because it's it's basically a mix between like video game memes and uh, comic books and random Doctor Who stuff and just straight up porn. Mm-hmm. And I never know what's going to be in my feed because like the Doctor Who stuff will also have straight up porn in it. It's a weird yeah. Tumblr thing. Yeah. So I found that I am intensely sexually attracted to, um, I don't know what they're called, but it's essentially a, a butt plug tail. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. Oh yeah. I don't know if they have a specific name. I don't either, but I've seen them. They'll have yeah. like a big bushy, like a fox tail. Yeah, a fox tail. But they're yeah. But but it's worn. But as, it's, it's as a butt plug. It's worn as a butt plug. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't require it of of my partners. That's not a thing I need. That is what a fetish is. Oh, okay. Hey, listeners, stop misusing the word fetish. It denotes a thing that is required for sexual gratification. Yeah. Not just a thing you're into. No, it's a kink. It's 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 a, That's it's, a kink. It's a mild kink. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um but every time I come across a picture like that of really attractive women wearing these, mm-hmm. I oh, it does it for me. Huh. I I don't know why, I don't know where it comes from, but there's just something about it that really kind of gets my motor Do going. you like horsies? Is that why? Do you like horsies? Do you find horsies pretty? No. Do you like horsies? Not particularly. Do you want like a lady horsey? No. Okay. No, I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, it's, I don't know. Is it connected to furries? Is that a furry thing? I don't know. Mm, I, don't I don't know. I don't so. know much about furries. I don't know if that qualifies, but I'm also not very well read in that, in that scene. Yeah. So okay. I don't, I, don't I, don't, I don't know much about it, but there's just something about, I mean, and, and thank you, Tumblr for introducing me to a thing I didn't know I wanted in my life. I'd like to throw one more in. Yeah. Go ahead. That, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like a woman with a big nose. Stop. No, I'm not kidding. You're you're being dumb now. I'm not being dumb. Oh, this really? Is, this is a serious thing. Okay. I I have I've known this about myself for years. And okay. Again, I don't I I'm not trying to disparage any of my girlfriends no, no. No, of or exes not. or my my current girlfriend. All of them have had uh very cute small noses. Sure. That's and and, that's and I've true. Loved Actually, this that's is really not true. a thing that I that I absolutely require, but I have noticed that I respond uh, when I see a woman with a big nose, wow! I just I don't know. I, do you know, do you know where that big, comes from? Big prominent nose that I just find do, do you, so attractive. Well, is it is it a specific type? Is it like a like a Roman nose, or is it like a bulbous thing, or is it more? Is it, is it like the profile that you like, or is it the protrude? Like what, Gosh, what about it? Might it? Be, it might be the it might be the when I see them in profile, yeah, because I might not notice otherwise. But oh. if I catch somebody in profile, like say on the train or something, sure, sure, I sure. will. I might my eyes might linger for a moment. Interesting. Yeah, and that's I guess that would qualify the second part that you maybe your listeners might find surprising. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't know if you find that surprising or if anybody cares. <laughs> but I do like a big nose. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, all the other stuff is pretty. What you would? What you would? Yeah. What would you would imagine a a cisgendered male to be interested in? Um, but yeah, it, right. Like, like ice monsters and <laughs> fire swords. Yes. And uh, <laughs> the crushing defeat of an existential crisis. <laughs> 
All I mean, pretty much standard turn-ons, right? For a guy in my demographic, yeah. <laughs> yes, sure. Let's just. I don't want to even want to. I don't want to go any further. So I'm just gonna say. Thank yes. God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. You, what's the next one? This next one comes to us from a sea leaf. Okay. Oh, he says we can say his name. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this next email comes to us from a Cameron Leaf. Hello, Piecasters. Name is Cameron. You can say my name. I have been a longtime fan of Schaefer's music and of the Piecast in general. I am looking for advice about how to ask a coworker of mine. Ask out a coworker of mine. I work at a gas station. And all of my coworkers are super nice, but there is this one girl when every time we work the same shift, we laugh and have a good time. Okay. We are very similar. We both call ourselves nerds, and we both really like superheroes, sci-fi, and pop culture. Oh, okay. That's good. There is an issue, though. Oh. She goes to school further away in the state, so uh-huh. it's generally only around during holidays and the summertime. Okay. Some of my friends have suggested a summer romance. Is that a thing? Hmm. How do I ask her out without making things too weird? Huh. This is actually a, a common thing. Uh, Hold on. Before you get into talking about the common thing of right. long-distance relationships, I just want to talk about how is she a co-worker of yours if you only see her at holidays? Maybe maybe she maybe she has a seasonal job. Oh, yeah. so she works. Okay. So she yeah. goes to school. Yeah. She comes back to the town where Cameron Leaf lives. Right. And then they work together. She picks up some shifts during the holidays. That's what I, that's what I was imagining. Okay, okay, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I mean, it may be different, but that's that's the scenario I had in my head. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, go on. Well, I mean, I guess one, if you're both hitting it off and you both have some mutual interests and you both like each other's company, she's not going to be in school forever. You know, I say, I say, ask her out. The worst, look, the worst that can happen is she says no, and. uh and also, there's the benefit of distance. So if she says no, and it's really hurtful, at least she won't be around for a while so that you can like, have some distance and heal from that. You know, um, So you're probably in a better position than most guys are when they get sort of turned down by someone they really, really like. But yeah, she's not going to be in school forever. You know. Okay, Nelson. The question isn't, should I ask her out? Oh, how? It's, how do I ask her out without making things too weird? I, that's a more important question. Obviously, I'm with you. Cameron, you should absolutely ask her out. You got nothing to lose. Nothing. No. Absolutely nothing. I mean, how you go about doing it? That's... Uh, I, well, there's well, the rub. That's the question. Well, first of all, I don't think... I don't... I, I, other than... Other than being really... Uh, problematic, there's no way you can make it weird. You know what I mean? If you If you come to her with uh integrity and honesty and you know and some and some dignity and some sincerity and you tell her how you feel and you ask her out then if she says yes then great you go on a date if not then you know in your heart and your mind that you were absolutely upfront with how you feel and then you can you can uh walk away and move on knowing that you uh did it with integrity yeah a thing to note, too, is that obviously you're struggling with this, and you've probably wanted to ask her out for a while. So you're, when you do ask her out, and you should. Absolutely. You need to know that just because you have mustered the courage to ask that question does not mean you are entitled to that date. That's an important thing to note. Because hmm. to you, 
you have done something very brave because obviously you've wanted to ask her out for a while and you haven't done it yet and you're you're trying to figure out how to do it the right way. Now, when you finally do it, you might feel like, yes, I'm a champion. I've done it. I have succeeded <laughs> in overcoming my fear, but it is not met with a resounding yes. Well, yeah. You need to not see that as a defeat because no. she might not be interested. She may only be interested in being platonic friends with you. And, and that's it, great too. And, and that's great. That's great. You get to be friends. Don't use language like friend zone if that happens. <laughs> well, Be better than that. Hold but on. Also, but no, but also please note this. If she if she does not share your feelings and she does not want to go on a date with you, you have to know that you still had a victory. Absolutely. And that you you got you summoned the courage to, to do a thing yeah. that you were that you were afraid of doing. And the only way to uh, make that even better is to respond with grace. Yeah. And poise and dignity. And that is how you don't make it weird. Now, how to actually go about asking her. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is that. I mean, poets have been writing that for thousands of years. Would you like to get a drink sometime? If neither of you drink alcohol, <laughs> would you like to get a coffee sometime? If neither of you drink coffee, would you like to see Deadpool with me? <laughs> it's an excellent date movie. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Um, I guess, I mean, I would recommend uh, not doing the whole traditional, like, dinner and drinks and the whole thing. Cause it can get really expensive. I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of the coffee date, you know, of, you know, finding a coffee shop and talking. I'm a big fan of, like, finding, like, a cute, really, like, uh, mom and pop tea shop and yeah. and doing that you know especially if you've only ever spent time with her in your place of work just doing something like going for coffee yeah. you're now in an environment different than the one in which yeah. you've always known each other at which you are, are now going to have conversations that aren't just about whatever tasks you have to do before close <laughs> You know, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the way the way you don't make it weird is, well, this is going to sound trite, then just don't make it weird. You know, be uh, be honest, be uh, kind, be uh, sincere. And if you do all that and you handle yourself with uh, grace and, and uh, integrity, then no matter the outcome, you win. Yeah, because if she's not interested in going on a date, that is not a defeat. No. And don't treat it as such. No, because and things we, will not be weird. Yeah, and they won't be weird because it's because you did a thing that you thought was going to be weird and it doesn't have to be, which means you can now carry that experience to the next person you find attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Or she might say yes. Yeah. And then in that case, you're in, buddy. And if that happens, send us another question to epicpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> we will guide you through your date. Um, but also, like, I don't want to like, I don't, I don't want to make it seem that because it, it sounds like we're kind of like projecting that he's uh, liable to be like the quote unquote internet nice guy. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's the case. I'm trying not to project that, but yeah. I'm trying to default to that just to say like it's, it's, it was especially because I was seizing on the parts. How do I make it not weird? Sure, 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 sure. I was seizing on that. I'm not just assuming that yes, that, that Cameron Leaf is going to then proclaim that he's a nice guy and right. he's going to go join an MRA group once she says no and then she's going to cry that he's been friend zoned but it's specifically because he said I have no I don't know Cameron Leaf yeah I, I can't assume any of these things but if you want to make it not weird when you ask her out be prepared for the possibility that she is not interested yeah and yeah 
that you can continue being friends. Right. I mean, and, and life is all about a series of, of wins and losses, right? Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the goal, at least for me, is to have more wins than losses. But it's the losses that you learn from. It's the losses that you gain the knowledge and the experience to have more wins. True. Yeah. So, you know, every, every moment is a learning moment. So, uh, so yeah, so whatever, whatever the outcome, uh, give us a, an email back. Yeah. Let us, uh, know Cameron, things... let, us, let us know how things worked out. Yeah. Great. Awesome. This comes for us from one Rebecca F. Advice questions, question mark. I mean, exclamation point. To the Epic Pie crew. That's us. That's us. I'll start this email by saying that I've been following you guys on social media since I was 18 years old. I'm now 22. Oh, oh my God. We're so old. We're so fucking old. <laughs> I mean, especially you, but yeah, I'm still pretty old too. Oh, God damn you. You guys have really inspired me to be more confident in pursuing the career I love, writing. Since you guys live your lives unapologetically, I really have grown fond of, of listening. Uh, I've really grown fond of listening to your podcast and reading your uh, Facebook posts. It's almost strange since we don't actually know each other, but you feel like my friends in an odd way. Aw. Thanks, Rebecca. So I have finally decided to ask you guys some questions. Yes. Good. It's about fucking time, Rebecca. Jeez. I've been sitting here waiting by the internet (laughs) for your questions ever since your 22nd birthday. Yeah. God, way to belabor the point. Here we go. I am finally ready to date again after ending a toxic seven-month-long relationship over the summer, and there's actually someone I like. He lives next door in my apartment. He's funny, kind of weird, very intelligent, and has an amazing smile. Funny thing, though, I have never asked someone out before. I don't know how. Every time I've been in a relationship, it has started as a hookup, and they are always really toxic people. I want to ask this guy out in a way that doesn't make me seem desperate or weird or awkward. He's come over a few times to drink tea with my roomies and I, and we have gone to swing dance club together. We also have played basketball one-on-one in the dorms game room. What do I do? What do you guys like? Do you like being asked out? I'm completely clueless. People are so vague these days. People don't go on dates. They hang out. How do I make it clear that I don't want an FWB situation without being too pushy or scary? Thanks so much. With love, Bex, Richmond, Virginia. P.S. You have inspired me to get my own show on my university's radio. Can't wait. Big old smiley face. Aww. Uh, Wow, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, first of all, I just want to say congratulations on getting out of the toxic relationship. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Um, the, the fact that it took seven months, uh, I'm sorry you had to go through it that long, but hopefully the next time you'll recognize the signs sooner and you can just bounce sooner. And hopefully it'll never happen again. Um, but I guess the crux is what she's really asking is she's never asked anybody out and she wants to know what to do. What do we like? And uh, do we even like being asked out? I feel like it's it's really indicative of of what dating culture is now. Yeah. That that you have to use language like that when asking somebody else. I want to date this guy. Right. I want to ask this guy out. I don't want to just have <laughs> hookups with him. Right. How do I frame that that's not too pushy or scary? That's weird to like, me. Yeah. 
just saying that you want to date somebody is pushy or scary, but it is. It is for the, it, I guess it, it is for it, that generation. It is well for our generation too, especially no, in New York. I think, I think we're the last generation that understands what dating is. Well, still, but yeah, but that all changes because you move to New York and everybody thinks they're in their twenties. True. So, so the idea that, and I just find I'm not really taking apart your your questions so much, Bex here, as I am just kind of bemoaning the state of <laughs> of the world and that the concept of just dating somebody might be might need to be approached with care because it could be scary to somebody because everybody's so non-committal. I suppose everybody I suppose. wants to like keep a bunch of different pots separate. It just it just seems like especially people who and I'm not even talking about polyamorous people. I'm yeah. talking about people who would conventionally be monogamous but just they don't want to commit to any non-committal right. people. Um which I, is unfortunate. I love dating. I actually like going out on dates. Um, but then again, I'm a, I think I'm a weird anomaly in that um, I have never had a one-night stand, uh-huh. ever. Uh, and so every relationship I've had has been someone that I have dated and then subsequently started a committed relationship with. So I might not be the best person for this because I don't find dating or or asking someone out or being asked out as a huge big deal no at all in fact i love being asked out in fact the first half of my adult dating life uh almost every girlfriend i've had asked me out oh yeah and i i loved it i loved i love that these were women women who who uh knew what they wanted and went after it you know um and 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 it's always nice to feel wanted it's always nice to feel pursued everybody likes that you know and so i really liked it you know i I don't get it so much anymore like i'm the one who has to do a lot of the pursuing but um i i miss that yeah yeah i mean the fact that you're asking this how i want to ask this guy out in a way that doesn't make me seem desperate or weird or awkward i i don't think i don't think you can i mean i think I guess I'm a big proponent of just being honest and being honest with yourself uh, intelligently and emotionally. And if you approach this guy who has already had tea with you and plays basketball with you, like there's already a burgeoning friendship there, if not already a friendship, like saying that you have feelings and, and affections and, and you want to uh, pursue something more should not be a source of fear or, you know, that should be the, a great moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, hey, you're awesome. I'm awesome. Let's be awesome together. Hey, cute kind of weird boy lives next door. Remember how we drank tea and played b-ball together and you got that amazing smile? I was thinking maybe we could like hang out sometime elsewhere. Right. You know, in a place that serves food or drinks or Deadpool movies. Right. Or maybe, yeah, yeah, for for the possibility of having tea every Saturday. You've clearly developed some kind of rapport. Yeah. And um, and it seems like he enjoys your company because... He's there. He spent time with you uh, a couple yeah. of times. I guess... I feel like you kind of already know that you might have a shot at this guy. And really, the question you're asking is how to do this in this <laughs> delicate way to tiptoe around the, the early 20-somethings... Uh, fear of commitment i will i will say this and maybe and maybe i'm speaking as a as an old man but i think i've always thought this way in fact i know i've always thought this way i prefer direct blunt communication 
as opposed to kind of beating around the bush, soft, sort of non-committal language. Um, I, you know, being direct gets a more honest answer than someone who's just going to sort of meander around the point. Yeah, you don't just prefer it. You need it because yeah. you are damaged and don't pick up on social cues. So you need somebody to say to you, yeah. Nelson, I am hitting on you. Would you like to go on a date with me? Yes. Before you are aware that the that, person is that is also true. That the, the caveat is that I don't <laughs> I don't recognize when people are flirting me with me. Yes, that's a, that's also a caveat with me. I I prefer direct uh, communication. I prefer, hey Nelson, would you like to go out with me on a date? And I think I think it's very important. Like I think the word usage is very important. If you want to make it very clear that this is a, a date that you're looking for a committed relationship. You have to say the words, I would like to ask you out on a date. Wait, those are two different things. Yes. If you want to make it clear that you are asking him out for a date, then use the word date. Yes. That does not... No, 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 no. no right, right, right. Inherently no. mean that you are looking for a committed relationship. Right, no, no. I, I, and, didn't, mean, I didn't mean to imply because, that. Because that's, I mean, that's kind of the problem with this yeah. issue is that you're worried that that's, that just asking out for the date has all of this other like down the road No, it doesn't. It just means a date. It. it doesn't. You can save those conversations for later. Yeah. In fact... Maybe on the date or right. the second date. Yeah. But you should, I, I feel like you are probably in with this guy enough that you could say, hey, you know, we have some common interests. We've obviously had some laughs together. I really want to see Deadpool. Do you want to see Deadpool? Right. Or let's or, go see Deadpool. Or, or, you know what? Hey, I think, I think we're, we're, I think we're buddies or, or, you know, and we're very friendly with each other. I'd like to get to know you better. We've had some laughs. I schooled you in one-on-one on, on the b-ball court. <laughs> sure. Uh, just the other day, I messed around, got a triple double, and um, so right. I was thinking, I'd like to ask you out. Would would you be interested in seeing Deadpool with me? Yeah, that yeah. way it's it's clear that you're going on a date, and then and then save all that talking about yeah you about what you're what you want out of a relationship. Save that down the road, and and don't don't let yourself get too wrapped up in that. Now. You don't, yeah, you don't need to front load all of the expectations that you want out of a relationship in the first date. This is Lugo. You're kind of backtracking now because you were just saying that you like no, all no, that. I, no, I didn't, no, I didn't mean, I, did, I didn't mean to imply that one was the other. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm talking specifically about asking someone on a date. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the date, as far as I'm concerned, is really an opportunity for two people to get to know each other in a way where they would want to see each other again. Kind of like kind of like the pilot of a movie a pilot of a TV series, right? Sure. You watch the pilot and based on the merits of the pilot, you decide whether or not you want to see the next episode. Yeah. That's what the first date is. Or even think about it better from the perspective of the studio exec that's like, uh-huh. yes, I would like to order more episodes of this, please. Yes, exactly. And so it's the second date, the third date, and possibly even the fourth date where some of that stuff can be talked about, where you can talk about what you are looking for in a relationship and what you would like to have happen. And then you discover through the process of dating that you either have all of that in common with someone or you have some of the things in common with someone or you have none of the things in common with someone. Yeah. And then and then at some point, you either choose all the way in or you choose all the way out. That's what dating means. Yeah. Yeah. And Deadpool is a great place to find out what somebody's <laughs> all about. If they react poorly, then you'll know it was never meant to be. You'll know. You'll know it was never meant to be.
Um, but please let us know. Write us back. Let, it, let us know what you've done or haven't done. Um, I'd love to hear uh, the outcome. And, and especially just, you know, have fun. Have because for fun. someone who just got out of a seventh-month toxic relationship, yeah. you deserve a little fun. Absolutely. Have the, have the fucking time of your life. Laugh. Yeah. Have a great time. See dumb movies. Drink delicious tea. Smile at a cute boy. Go for it. All right. Yeah. This next one comes to us from a JD who writes... Schaefer and Lugo, long-time listener, first-time writer. Oh, what up, JD? <clears throat> I've been living with my boyfriend since last year. We also work together. I recently learned that he cheated on me with one of our coworkers. No sex, just oral, made out a few times, and sexting. I found out because the other woman's husband sent me screenshots of explicit conversations between the two of them that he discovered before he took their kids and left. Oh, God damn it. When I confronted my boyfriend with the evidence, he told me that it was something that just happened in the spur of the moment when they were working together and that they hadn't planned it. He also said that our relationship is the first long-term monogamous relationship that he has had. And because his previous ones were poly or open, that he views sex as just sex. But that said, he knows that he messed up. And he wants to make things right between us. And he still wants me to travel cross-country to meet his family next month, a trip that's been planned for some time, though I don't think that's such a good idea now. A huge part of me wants to talk and see if we can work through this. Another part of me just wants to pack up and leave now. And the thing that is killing me is that even though I am furious at the other woman, I can't help but wonder if she's okay, Mm. because her husband is left with the kids and will be filing for a divorce. God I know my boyfriend feels terrible for hurting me, and he says that if I do end up leaving him, that he isn't going to pursue a relationship with the other woman, Uh and that he isn't in love with her. But I have envisioned a family with this man, and seeing how he just played a role in destroying the family of a woman he doesn't love, I'm worried that he and I can't ever be on the same page. What would you do, JD? This is a good question for the two of us, because I have a feeling the two of us are going to have different answers i might not be the best person for this because i think i have a bias here is that (laughs) is that you're gonna offer a disclaimer and then dip well i mean i want to i want to try and say this as tactfully as i can because i i because you know i i don't know these people and this is a question from someone who's obviously conflicted and possibly hurting and so I want to be gentle here. Um, here's my here's my two cents. Okay. Uh, walk away. Um, and walk away now. It's going to hurt a lot. But if you walk away now, it gives you more time for you to take care of yourself, <coughs> move on, and figure out who you are absent from this man in your life because i'm not i'm not a i'm not a proponent of once a cheater always a cheater because i think people are are individuals and people can make mistakes and people can make amends what i am saying is that the excuse of it's just a thing that happened is not good enough the fact that it happened and he's not and as long as he's not a psychopath or a narcissistic uh um uh a sociopath he knows what he did was wrong so 
He may not have meant to hurt you. He just didn't care that he did. So, speaking from my own experience, and take this with all the grains of salt you could possibly carry, walk away. I got to say, that was a a much more measured and thoughtful response than I was thought I was going to get from you. I, I, I know I want, I am holding a lot back. I, your body language is, am, is indicative of as such. You're I'm, like, your arms are crossed. You look really tense. Getting I this am answer. The, the amount of restraint that I am exhibiting right now. I am rather proud of you are trying to you. Your, all of your base instincts are in opposition with you trying to be thoughtful yes. about this. Yes. Um, the reason why I thought this would be a good question for the two of us is because that I know that you historically have adopted a zero tolerance policy. Zero for infidelity. Zero for cheaters. Zero tolerance. And I don't. I don't. And I, though you did ultimately say that is what you've said. You've said walk away. I feel like you tempered that with so much care that that's not actually the response. Even though the end response is the same, mm-hmm. it's not the response I was expecting from you. Uh, you you're expecting fire and brimstone, weren't you? I was just expecting, I was done, you're done, he's done, fuck him, you're out, bye. Well, finished, done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. In my brain, what I want to say out loud and what I want to scream at the fucking rooftops is not just leave, scorch the motherfucking earth so nothing grows there ever again but i'm speaking from a place of deep personal hurt yes and that's got nothing to do with jd's problem right and so jd's problem is basically the choice of do i trust or do i not trust right my two cents is is this guy capable of change and making amends sure the possibility is there But as far as I'm concerned, once trust has been broken, the person that you need to be in order to have that relationship work might transform you into someone you don't like. Yeah. Mm, That's a good way of putting it. Yes. So in order for you to stay true to you, I say walk the fuck away. I, I feel like, I, in the same way that I've known that... that are you going to take the contrary position? I'm going to take a position. Okay. <laughs> I know that you've always had this policy that you were like, if, even if you hear stories, even if fictional characters are involved <laughs> in a relationship where one cheats, you're just like, dead. That person's yeah. dead. Done. Finished. Finished. Yeah. So I knew, that, I, I knew that you would respond by saying that. I tend to have a personal policy of believing in second chances because I... And don't interject because Mm -hmm. this is all going to be qualified. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe that, yes, people are human and they fuck up and they make mistakes and terrible mistakes that hurt other people and sometimes ruin other people's lives. Right. But I will give somebody a second chance. If somebody somebody fucks me over, I will give them another chance. And if, if they do it again, then I will know for sure. I actually, and that's not even just in terms of cheating. That's just my policy in life. I feel like I will do anything... Anything that totally sucks, yeah. I will do it twice, just to be sure. I'm, but I, I used to be. In fact, I was the guy prior to 2010 where I gave not just second, but third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. I, I was someone who believed 
so much in the capacity for human beings to just be good that I only saw the good in them. Yeah. Um, after 2010, everyone gets one chance. One. And that's it. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I guess I'm a Sith. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. I mean, but that's I mean that, that's not true for everybody. Like my sister can fuck up all day long, all year long. She's my sister and I love her. You can fuck up all day long, all year long, and you're still gonna be my best friend. Thank God, because I just pissed in your shoes. <laughs> but for like casual friends, um, and particularly um lovers, partners, girlfriends, relationships, that kind of thing. Um, I kind of, but the thing is, I kind of tell them up front what my story is. True. I do. I tell them right up front and not as a warning, not as a, uh, as an ultimatum, quite the opposite. Just like in order to date me, you kind of need to understand that this is a thing that's happened and this is the way my mind works now. Yeah. And, you know, so if you want to be with me again, not an ultimatum, not a warning. Here are just a couple of emotional triggers that would that if you avoided would mean a relationship for us that works. Yeah. And I don't think they're unreasonable. No. You know, be honest. Don't cheat on me. You know, just very common sense kind of things. Yeah. The moment that is broken, specifically because I've already said it, I I cannot trust them. And the moment I can't trust someone is the moment I cut them out of my life. I would give somebody a second chance, but that's because I don't preface every relationship with a list of disclaimers and rules. And well, it's not like a that. list of rules. Come on. It's, 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 a, it's it, an explanation. It, it kind of is. It's an explanation of, of what how, you will and will not tolerate based on your previous experiences. Right. But it's not a list. It's two things. Be honest. Don't cheat on me. Okay. I feel I am more likely to give somebody a second chance who has hurt me because it's harder for me to concretely state my needs and and, and boundaries. Like, That's in, fair. In such, That's you, fair. You know what you want yeah. so strongly. You can say those things. I yeah. don't say those early on because I don't want – perhaps because I'm delusional. I don't want to assume that that's a possibility of a thing that's going to happen. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. If right. I have to, right. well, I'll work it out on a case-by-case scenario and possibly give that person a second chance, having now established what those boundaries right. and limits are. Right. So a part of me wants to say like, well, if this is the first time that this guy has cheated on you, then – Give him a second chance because uh, he obviously knows that he screwed up and he wants to make things better. However, right. you included more details in this message. So first of all, he said, this thing just happened. That's not true. That no. did not, nothing. Things like that don't just right. happen. Things they don't have, happen in a They vacuum. have been flirting. This yeah. thing has been building. It has been amping up until they basically started playing a game of sexual chicken and one of them blinked <laughs> and they fucking did it. Yeah. Also, he's now trying to blame your relationship for his infidelity because he, oh. because he doesn't see sex as like Wait, how because he's always just seen sex as just sex it's not a thing that means anything it's just a thing that you do and citing because he's never had a long-term monogamous relationship and all of his previous relationships have been open or poly he's always seen it this way oh i see the only he, reason he's seeing that it's a grave situation is because you're reacting to it that is fucking 
passive yeah. and manipulative. Yeah. And he is trying to blame your relationship for his behavior to absolve him of any responsibility. That's also true. Also, if he had been in a bunch of poly and open relationships previously, then he would probably know that those relationships are hinged on really open communication, if not more so than monogamous ones. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess before he thought he was in a monogamous or in a polyamorous relationship and maybe he really wasn't no because all of he his, <laughs> he's just doing what he wants to do because that's what he always did but he knows yeah that he's in a relationship with you and he knows what the terms of that relationship are whatever his previous relationships are means less than dick oh you know what i didn't even pick up on that that's actually a really good point and you all work together on top of that he's I hate this expression, but I'm going to use it. He's shitting where you both eat. Yeah. Fishing off the company pier. He's totally made your work environment so toxic and hostile and unsafe for you. Yeah. I didn't even get, I mean, I I didn't even get to that part because I know you got the cheating part and then you were just like went blind. Well, no, because I mean, all of that is circumstance, right? Yeah. To me, the crux of the matter is, do you trust him or do you not trust him? That's what it boils down to. For me. Do you trust him? Do you not trust him? And if you trust him, then you know what? You're an adult. You can you can make those decisions for yourself as you see fit. If you don't trust him right now, in this moment, walk away. You gotta go. You have to bounce. Yeah. Also this thing, the the uh, and the thing that is killing me is that though I'm furious with the other woman, I can't help but wonder if she's okay because her husband is left with kids and she will be filing for divorce. Um that just means that you are a, an empathetic person. You are a good person. You care about how yeah. your partner's behavior has you affected have, other these many other lives. You that have are involved every reason to be angry and bitter and jaded about it, but you have are showing some sympathy and some care and compassion. You know who's not showing any empathy? Your partner. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if this relationship can can overcome. Yeah. This, look, this mountain. Look, JD, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to you and only you right now. All the other listeners can just go away for a second. I get it. You envisioned your life together. You envisioned the, the wedding and the house and the kids and the family and the life you're going to have. I get it. Trust me, I get it. None of that is going to turn out the way you think it is, based on the behavior that you're having to deal with right now, because. Who he needs to be to have the relationship work and who you need to be in order to trust him, you're now two completely different people than when you first met. It it, it hurts. It sucks. Trust me. And it's going to hurt and it's going to suck for a long time, but it's going to be a shorter time than if you double down and decide to commit to this guy. Yeah. Because it's basically walking away is short-term pain. Dealing with him is a longer time of misery. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. So, yeah, JD, you got to bounce. Yeah. And you know what, JD? I, I, <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, again, as, a, as, a, as, as someone who's gone through that kind of, of sort of tearing away of another person from my skin, you know, reach out to people, reach out to resources, reach out to friends, reach out to professionals. You know, you don't have to go through this alone. 
um, at all. And I, whatever you decide, if you decide to be with him, there are also resources available to you. There's counseling, there's, there's uh, a couple's therapy, there's things like that. And if you decide to bounce, there's also counseling and therapy and friends. So, you know, do, do not do this alone because you're not. Well put. Yeah. All right. And also, send us a... Send us an updated email. Send us an update. Let us know what happens at epicpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, my God. I I was two seconds from being anger from... Uh, from Inside out? Yes. Yes. I was two seconds from just having my hair just burst into flame. You did, you handled that well. I, I feel like I'm glad that question came in, if for nothing else, to watch you work through that. That was that was that was remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one one of these days, I'm gonna I, I will talk about you know my my brush with death, but uh, not now. But one day, one day, it's yeah. gonna be a great story, you guys. <laughs> one I'm excited to hear again with some distance. Um, we have one question left. Okay, uh, it's titled "Sex Question." Dot dot dot. Uh, submitted by one SG. SG. Uh, hey there, piecasters. Here's my question. So you're freaking. The furniture's squeaking. She's tweaking, saying that she's weak in the knees. Uh, cheek to cheek and pound for pound, you're taxing it and waxing it and working it around till the booty starts making that clapping sound, which is cool. But your friends are chilling in the other room. The clapping is getting louder. You don't want them to clown you in this situation. What do you do? A, you plain and simply back up off her. B, you hit it just a little bit softer. C, you take it out and put it in her butt. Thanks, hmm. SG. Oh, finally a sex question. Yeah. Pretty graphic, um, actually. It's quite graphic. Yeah. Um goodness i think i could feel this one you think yes all right can i hear what the 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 multiple choice because he 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 asks a question i'm assuming yeah. it's a he yeah he asks a question and then he says do you do one of these three things can i hear his multiple choice again oh um yeah sure a you kind of simply back up off her b you hit it just a little bit softer. C, you take it out and put it in her butt. Oh, well, D is what I do. So, yo, listen up. I put a towel on the floor by the two-inch gap under the door. Now they can't see me anymore. Check the lock so they can't clock. But they can listen. There'll be no barging in and there'll be no dissing. Dissing. Folks, those are our questions. Uh, hey, there it is. This edition of we, Love Line. We survived another Valentine's Day. Yay. <laughs> I mean, we both did. We also are both in relationships and yeah. we seem to be not miserable no no i'm i'm very happy uh um i'm i'm uh, i i i couldn't be happier with my relationship status oh my goodness that's so nice to hear that was yeah. the words that if you'd asked me five years ago i never thought i would hear <laughs> and would have placed all of the money that I own oh. against that ever being a thing I would hear you say. So I'm glad I didn't take that thanks, bet. Thanks for not betting against me. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, there was no, in, nobody came to me and offered me this weird bet. So <laughs> I would have, I, I, I would have bet, but I also would have bet against me as well. So, uh, it's good to, it's good to know that, uh, time uh, was on my side. You want to do some plugs and get out of here? Yeah. I have nothing to plug. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I've got a couple things. Well, I mean, I still do uh, trivia Tuesday nights at Longbow uh, Pub and Pantry. Um, uh, 7.30, it's in Brooklyn. It's in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. And uh, it's free to play. And it's five rounds of uh, general trivia. And there's themes and there's prizes. And it's a really, really good time. And I am your host and quiz master. Quiz master. That sounds like... For, for Trivia NYC. It's so threatening sounding. <laughs> Really? Maybe because there's a Q and a Z and the word master in it. Oh, dear. But they all, Only you. It's Only all super you. villain shit. All right. Only you. On Saturday, February 27th, I will host the Pink Room Burlesque's five-year anniversary show at the Parkside Lounge in New York City. Ooh. Not just Twin Peaks stuff, but all kinds of David Lynch-themed burlesques. People will be representing Blue Velvet and Dune and Mulholland oh, Drive. it's a hodgepodge. It's a hodgepodge. Oh, nice. And uh, I will be uh, hosting that in character as somebody. Nice. I, I haven't decided yet, but <laughs> it will be a lot of fun. It's a great lineup. Okay. On... On Saturday, March 12th, I will be performing in a rap show at the Fifth Estate Bar in Brooklyn, New York, where I will be performing with some friends of mine who will be on tour, including IQ, rapper from Orlando, Florida, More or Less, (gasps) rapper from Toronto, Canada, and... Kadesh Flow, rapper from Kansas City, Missouri. I don't know Kadesh Flow. He's so, so dope. Nice. It's going to be a great show. And this is going to be a warm-up show for all of us because the following week, we will all be at the South by Southwest Music Festival in Austin, Texas. Nice. The official Nerdcore Hip Hop Showcase is going to be spread over two nights this year. So it will be on Friday, March 18th. And Saturday, March 19th, um, at venues in Austin, Texas. The venue's not been assigned yet. I can only assume it will be the Flamingo Cantina, where it has been for the last, I think, five years. But I, I suppose they can go to your website for details. Yeah, then go to my, yeah. you can go to my website. You can get the details. Um, I don't know who's playing which nights, but I know that over the course of those two nights, MC Frontalot, Mega Ran, MC Lars, Michael Kill, Tribe One... Uh, just a whole, more or less, oh. just a whole ton yeah. of nerdcore hip-hop nice. will happen for you. I'm also going to be playing a couple of unofficial showcases, but I cannot legally advertise those. So please <laughs> watch my Twitter and Facebook feeds if you are at South by Southwest this year, um, as I will be posting where my unofficial showcases are happening, uh, usually the day of show. But, right, right. but the official showcase is Friday, March 18th and Saturday, March 19th. Oh, man. I want to go. To South by Southwest? Yeah. Do you like tacos? Yeah. You can have those in New York. Do you like beer? Yeah. You can have those in New York. You like music? Yeah. You've got an iPod. Do you like <laughs> teeming throngs of just pretty substance dumpsters on every square inch of concrete oh, for no. as far as you can see no, in the God. state capital of Texas? No, God, no, no. I only no. worded it that way because I wanted you to know that South by Southwest is not for you. Okay. <laughs> I want it all. It's still for me because I have, I guess <laughs> I, I have a, friends, but otherwise. Because you're a white substance dumper? Uh, it freaks dumpster? me out down there. Uh, it freaks you out? Well, every year I, I, I used to, like, <laughs> I still really enjoy it, but now I just really enjoy seeing my friends and my fans. Um, I used to sure, just enjoy sure, sure, going, sure. like, hopping from show to show and, like, eating tacos and drinking in every dive bar that I could drop into. But I'm getting a little old, and that's yeah. kind of wearing it out. I don't want to change 
I don't want this to change the fact that I am still very excited about all the tacos that I'm going to yeah. eat. It's yeah. just all of the partying uh, is kind of taking its toll. It's now. only a music thing. Like I couldn't get a gig there doing what I do. Oh, I'm sure you could. Really? Yeah. There, I've I've seen like uh, spoken word shows and, oh. and storytelling shows, and yeah. Well, fuck. We should talk after the podcast then. Okay. Okay. This has been the Epic Podcast, episode 40. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Shape of the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Oh. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. This is this is what I sound like when I play video games. Dog fucking duck pussy shit fuck Abraham Lincoln. You're like you're you're like a Yosemite Sam uh that isn't garbledy gook, you know. <laughs> Rassafras and asking Ras Rafracken. Or or Ralphie's dad from a Christmas story. <laughs> yes. I'm a guy who grew up on both of those characters, but now with the <laughs> the entire lexicon of obscenity at yeah. my disposal i can uh make magic with the language when i'm frustrated by a video game there you go ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 